What's up, y'all? It's your girl, T. Louise, and you are tuned in to Twisted Twenties. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by my company, The Major Comeback, where we specialize in apparel dedicated to reminding God's people of their God-given purpose. And you can check out some of our merch at themajorcomeback.com. up y'all welcome to another episode of twisted 20s i'm so excited for today's episode y'all like i really think that this is going to be a really good episode i wanted to touch back i wanted to circle back to the episode that i did about self-sabotaging with fear but today i wanted to invite a special guest so that he could give his perspective of self-sabotaging with fear as a man it's it's so it's different for me to say you know i've self-sabotaged with my life as a female but as a man and as being a leader of a household and i just feel like when men self-sabotage it can be a different perspective and so i just wanted to allow him to give his perspective because he has also experienced self-sabotage in his own life with fear and so today's special guest is the love of my life (laughs) My boyfriend, Davion Turner. Babe, please introduce yourself. Hey, how's it going? Um, my name is Davion, last name Turner. Um, <coughs> I'm very hyped to be on here today to talk about um, a male's perspective of self self-sabotage. Um, I know that for a fact that um, it's really that not it's not going to apply for every man, but if I'm saying I really feel like it's just a general thing that we all can sum up and express what's going on. But yeah, um, I have a gaming channel, GITMG, so definitely come check me out. I'm on there having a great time and pursuing my dreams on there of becoming a gamer. Not the greatest, but becoming the best one that I can be and um, so that I can help inspire others and do other great things through the channel. So yeah. All right, y'all. So, like, uh, just for a few updates, you guys, the Twisted Twenties website is up and running. You guys can still send me emails at submissions at twistedtwenties.org. I have a, oh, you guys, I just dropped a new blog called Coming Into Womanhood. Y'all, I have read that blog like three or four times, and every time I read it, I cry. Um, Coming into womanhood is a detailed explanation of the things that I've experienced um, since my mom passed and me transitioning into womanhood. And I am going to be 25 years old and I am just starting to reach the peak of things. And so that blog is up and ready for you guys to uh, read. Make sure you guys subscribe to my website so that you guys will get all the updates for Twisted 20s. And with that being said, you guys, today's episode is going to be so good. And we are going to go ahead and get into that episode. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Twisted 20s. I'm so excited for today's episode because I think it's really important that you really get fear out of your life god has not given us the spirit of fear the enemy loves he loves to use fear against us and oftentimes we really can't allow that to control and dictate our lives so 
just to go ahead and open this podcast up, I want to talk about where we feel like fear of not being good enough. There's two, this, these are two things that I feel like contribute to us not pursuing the things that God has given us to do. Fear of failure and fear of not being, being good enough. So I want to ask you this, babe, where do you feel like that started? Where do you feel like the fear of not being good enough or the fear of failure began for you as a man? Well, I really feel like it began in my childhood. Um, I would say it began with um, really my household. There's nothing wrong with my my um, my upbringing, but it was just the environment of my upbringing. Um, both of my uncles were were drug addicts, so growing up being the male and the only male in the house, and my grandmother and my mother raising me. My pops was in Texas at the time. So you feel what I'm saying? Um, them raising me, they were really kind of hard on me. So whenever I did fall, it was more so of a, you need to pick back up. So you feel what I'm saying? Trying to amount to this this level that you're setting for me was um, trying to really kind of hard to keep up with at a time growing up. So that was, um, I would say that's really where it kind of began for me. Okay. So would you say that would you say that your your parents or your guardians? Yes. Um, do you feel like they kind of instilled that fear of not being good enough? I would say yeah. Also as well, um, I did have great male role models in my life uh, at church and stuff. I can't say that I didn't have great role models to look up to, but at the same time, these weren't people that. Um, when you're a child, honestly, you you expect certain people to be certain role models to you. Mm-hmm. Even when certain people around you are trying to be that for you, you're looking for certain people to be that. Mm-hmm. So um, I really feel that's where it kind of stems from. It's trying trying to have a male to look up to, and that certain person not being there is really where it kind of kind of fell into play at. Okay, so. So for me, I feel like, you know, with me, you know, once again, I've I've talked about this before, but I I do feel like a lot of our issues always stem from childhood. Like everything starts in childhood. My mom used to tell me all the time that our parents are our first teachers. And what what are our parents teaching us in childhood? That is something... My mom would tell me that. That's the type of questions I would ask. Well, if you're a parent and you're supposed to be my first teacher, what have you taught me? And so for me, I've talked about this before. My dad was the person that made me feel like I wasn't good enough, made me question myself, made me question my worth because you're in and out of my life. You know, what's wrong with me? You know, and then with me, I would give, I got bullied at school because of my size. So I wasn't accepted by my peers. Mm-hmm. So that was another reason why I didn't feel good enough. Um, and I think that that really equated to how I saw myself. And I've talked about this before, tainted identities. I'm actually going to, I think I'm going to do it next month, dedicate an episode to, about tainted identities because I think it's very important that we understand that 
our tainted view of ourselves can really and truly affect how we move in the aspect of when God tells us, hey, I need you to do this. If we don't see ourselves worthy or we don't see ourselves fit enough to do it, like, for example, Moses, you know, when God told him to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go, Moses was like, you must be talking about the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I got a stutter. I, I, I cannot speak. But God knew what he was using him for. Yeah. And so God, um, I will say Moses had a tainted identity. He saw himself deemed not worthy because of how he spoke. And so I, I really am going to dedicate an episode to that. And I think that that episode is going to be so powerful. But I say all that to say, it's like, I feel like our fear has affected our lives in so many ways. Like so many, so many ways that we don't even realize that we're actually being affected by fear. Sometimes people just think it's, oh, you know, well, you know, I don't believe in myself, but what is the root cause of not believing in yourself? Fear. Mm-hmm. The way you see yourself. You're fearful to do something because you don't believe in yourself. And so my questions, my next question to you is, how do you feel like fear has affected your life for pursuing the things that God has placed on your heart to accomplish? Um, I'm going to say this. Um, fear is really just the lack of understanding. So when you don't understand what your purpose is, is where um, fear can come into play. So, so fear can come into play around that time. So when you know you have a certain skill that you're great at and you're like, okay, I can do this, but you try to go and pursue that, but you don't have the understanding of where it could take you is where fear can come into play with that. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand what your purpose is and who you are as a person. So, and your purpose has to outshine or outdo your fear in order for you to fulfill it. Okay, so how do you feel like fear has affected your life though? And in accomplishing what God has told you or what God has been telling you to do. How do you feel like fear has affected that? Oh, fear, honestly, it's um it has affected me by um putting me in a standstill mm. putting me in a standstill where um i don't want to move mm. because you know uh growing up you're like oh i want to i want to do something with art or something like that and you know what i'm saying then you'll have somebody project something upon you mm. from like a family member oh this isn't gonna work you need to get you a job or you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer. So you allow to you allow people to have the keys to your purpose. You allow people to have keys to your purpose, so it puts you at a standstill where you don't want to move. Mm. Okay. So some way you're settling. Mm. So fear and settling are kind of like the same thing. Cousins. Yeah, yeah. They're cousins. First cousins. Yes. Not second or third, but they first cousins. Blood related. <laughs> um, I like that you said that because when you said that you feel like 
or you said that fear has put you in a standstill. Mm-hmm. And so when you say that it's put you in a standstill, what areas has fear affected when it has put you in a standstill? Like what areas financially, emotionally, spiritually, um, maybe even entrepreneurial wise? Actually, all of those aspects, because what I mean by a standstill, have you ever seen like a horror movie? And I don't really like horror movies. Well, you know, you get what I'm saying. Horror movie maybe. where they're so fearful that they're they're stuck, mm-hmm. paralyzed basically in a way that they don't want to move. Okay. So, um, when when you're at that point of being stuck. It's um, you don't you don't know what to do. Mm. You honestly don't know what to do. you know what to do, but having the fear of being horrible at it or not feeling that it's going to strive that the 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 phrase "what if" that particular question pops in your head when things um, of being fearful go through your mind. Okay, I feel like fear does causes you to really. Fe- freeze and when we freeze the enemy has us right where he wants us and um today in church our pastor said that the enemy finds you when you are young and he will wound you in the greatest area that god wants to use you in and i think that that phrase is so important because he really does get you at childhood. Like you, if you are a very verbal person, mm-hmm. um, you know, he will try to take your voice away and make you feel voiceless and make you feel powerless because that is the very gift that God is going to use to reach other people. Mm-hmm. Um, how has, I think for me, I, and I, I talked about this when I talked about self-sabotaging with fear i talked about how i was so concerned about well god i need money i need to you know i was begging i was literally crying out to god for a job i'm like god please please give me a job uh god you know like i really need this i need that and god is like and i told him i said i feel stuck and he said you only feel stuck because you are not listening you're not doing what i need you to do and i feel like we can get so consumed with living on this earth. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying that we get so consumed with money. We get so consumed with bills. We get so consumed with our everyday life that sometimes we, we don't even realize that we really are fearful to the plans and the will that God has for us because our focus is somewhere else. And so when we're focused on everything else but our purpose or even discovering and figuring out what our purpose is, it's like, it's just like that fear marinates and then marinates. Did I say marinate? I think. You said marinate. <laughs> I said farinate for No, me. no, you said marinate. <laughs> um, and I say all that to say it's like, um, for me personally, when... When I was working a job, mm-hmm. I didn't have the energy or the time to work on or pursue the things that God needed me to pursue. When I was depressed, when I was going through grief and all of that, I didn't have 
the energy or even the mental capacity to pursue anything that God needed me to pursue mm -hmm. because my focus was somewhere else. But the fear of actually doing what God had told me to do because I already knew what I needed to do was still there. So when it came time and every time I would try to get up and do something, uh, it, it don't look right. Fear. Another thing of me is like fear of not being perfect. Like that is a strong, strong issue for me. Like I am very, I can be a perfectionist, but I am not perfect. Yeah. And so I have to understand that. And that's another thing that can also hold you back from putting stuff out. Oh, well, I want it this way. I want it to look like this. It has to be like this. It has to be like this. And God is like, start. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't want it. That's the very thing that talk me that I talk myself out of relaunching major comeback with was it wasn't perfect it wasn't the way that i wanted it but it was the way that god intended it to be yeah and so that's the one thing that we have to understand it's like even though we are fearful i said this the last episode the last episode when i talked about self-sabotaging even when we are fearful our purpose and assignment does not disappear it doesn't go anywhere mm -hmm. it doesn't say oh okay well you don't want to do it because you're afraid i'm just gonna you know just disappear that's not how it works the work still has the work still has to be done. The assignment has to be completed. God is just waiting on you to literally surrender to his will for your life. I talked about this on my um, blog today about the truth behind God's elevation. People think that God's elevation takes a long time. I have seen numbers. I've only surrendered to God's will and said yes to and booted out fear of my life in a month span. And I have seen tremendous changes in my life in a month. People think that God, God is not on a time limit. God, but God, you don't think that God, I, people think that God take, take years. You, God's elevation for your life can happen as fast as he wants it to happen. Yeah. And the way that I am watching Twisted 20s grow, the visions that he has given me, I am nine times out of ten. Actually, I ain't going to say nine because then it would mean that I really don't have 100% faith. So I'm going to say I am ten times, I, I am ten out of ten times sure, positive, that where Twisted 20s is going and right now and where it's going to be at the end of the year is going to be tremendous. Thanks. Twisted 20s is going to grow in numbers by the end of the year because God has shown me visions and signs why because i surrender to his will god will not continue to show you visions and signs if you are not surrendering um i'm gonna I'm add to that i feel that um fear fear is hard so people don't try to figure out um the root of it because it's so easy to be caught up with distractions so it's, it's as if like you have a check engine light on your car and you know you need to get this fixed, but you keep riding it out, you keep riding it out, you keep riding it out. Then eventually what happens? Something major happens, right? It's God calling, hey bro, it's, it's time to start walking in your purpose. But you get so caught up with distractions and it's sometimes it's even 
bad to the point where it's time for you to go home the glory then you're just sitting there and you're on your on your deathbed thinking oh what if what if i would have went after this what if i would have done this having regrets so if you keep walking in fear you're gonna come to the end of the road full of regrets rather than full of joy and feeling fulfilled you said that one of my favorite episodes of girlfriends i'm not really i've actually watched girlfriends in my older years and i'm like those girls are so toxic but (laughs) one of my favorite episodes i will say from the few episodes that i did see because half the time i would just watch it just to have something on but one of my favorite episodes was when joan she was a lawyer joan was a lawyer and one of my favorite episodes is when she decides to quit her job as a lawyer. She quit a career because she found out that um, her friend, I can't think of her name right now, she was supposed to send off a letter. I think it was fashion school that she wanted to go to. She never sent the letter off. And her, her words to her were, you know, I'm stuck being a stupid lawyer. She felt like she had settled to be a lawyer because she thought she didn't get into fashion school. When her passion was really fashion. Mm-hmm. But she she said that she was stuck being a stupid lawyer. She was miserable. She didn't feel fulfilled in her career as a lawyer. And I think it's so important that we understand that when we pursue things that God tells us to do, it is something that is it, something of substance, something that will fulfill you, something that will give you a sense of purpose in life. Because I know for me, I've worked, I've worked in the work for, I've worked in the wor- workforce, honey. I done did healthcare. I done done fast food. I done done retail. None of them, none of them will ever amount to the fulfillment that I get doing twisted 20s writing my blog it just it just does not amount to it Mm -hmm. um you said something to me a couple weeks i said i was gonna steal it (laughs) i said i was gonna steal it for my own but you said that you something about being a slave to money or something like that what was that you said so um i'm gonna say this um Fear put me in a position where of survival. Mm. Fear put me in a position of survival as as a man thinking I have to work. I have to work. I gotta grind. You gotta work. You gotta grind. I'll sleep when I'm dead type thing, and that's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So um, I worked so much to the point that um, money became my prison. Mm. To the point where. Um, my social skills, I'm just starting to build them back. Social skills, um, my connection with God, because I was working so much to the point where I wasn't allow, allowing God to do things in my life. Mm-hmm. I was covering everything for myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm in a season right now. Uh, I'm at a great job, wonderful job, where that, um, not saying my last job was horrible, but I was working a whole bunch where I didn't have time for myself. But um, I'm 
I'm really happy. And honestly, to to any man that's listening, your peace is more valuable than a dollar. Mm. No amount can. Um, or woman. Or woman listening. Yes. <laughs> women, very independent women are listening to this as well. <laughs> so this goes for both. Um, there's no amount that can uh, pay for your peace. Mm. A peace of mind. You know what I mean? You can look at your finances. Finances are going to come and go. Because when I got a job, I wasn't too, too grateful because I was like, man, I'm going backwards. That's how I felt, yeah. I'm going backwards. I'm not making enough. <laughs> and the Lord was like, bruh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Lord, look at my pockets. <laughs> they got holes. <laughs> I ain't got it. He like, bruh, I got you. Like, chill. Just, I need you to get back right because I need you. To, you have a purpose right now. I need you to get back right, get your social skills back on point. You're gonna connect with certain people. Everything's gonna go great for you. Just enjoy the just enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. And after the first week, um, I was looking at other jobs. I'm like, man, I need to make this. I remember. I need to make I that. that yeah. I need to do this. But he's like, stay still. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, look, look at my pockets. He like, stay still, but like, you're you're not giving me enough room. You're not trusting me enough for mm-hmm. me to move in your life. So I was like, all right, cool. And I'm cool. Like, my job, the people I work with now are amazing. I love everybody at my new job. I've only been there probably like less than a month. But everybody's cool. Everybody's really open-hearted, God-fearing. Everybody's cool. So how, let me say this. What did God or what blessings or what doors did he, he open to you once you actually gave him room to bless you in certain areas because i know that you said that you know you were concerned about your finances and Mm -hmm. not having enough and god was telling you be still you know so so how did he once you surrendered to that because that's Mm -hmm. what you did you surrendered to the will that he had for you yeah what blessings did you see because it was some immediate blessings that happened yeah so what blessings did you see? Uh, I'm going to say the main thing the Lord has blessed me with is how to trust him. For so long, I put the trust in myself of my work and my craft and learning how to do things that I didn't give God trust enough to do things in my life. So um, once I sat back and started when I sat in the passenger seat and gave him the steering wheel, mm-hmm. I still struggle with that from time to time mm-hmm. because I've I've done it for so long. He's been a front seat driver. Being a front seat driver rather than being a passenger side. And he like, hey, close your eyes. Get you some rest. I got it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Mm-hmm. pothole up here. He like, bro, chill. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> My tires ain't good. <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside, um, I really got... Um, Really financial, financial, um, financial, but mainly trust. Uh, currently, it was um, a situation. I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to pay my credit card off. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Lord, I ain't got it. Gave it to him and got a call for a paint job to do. Did that. 
covered covered everything, covered the bills for the month. I was just like, wow. Hmm. I was like, so this is what happens when you sit back and trust God. Yeah. I said, oh, say less. <laughs> I said, oh, say less. I was like, if this is just a snippet, mm-hmm. a piece of the pie, I was like, so as a man, oh yeah. I'm just had to sit down for. I'm gonna have to sit down. I've been working a little too much. Let me enjoy what the Lord. I will ask you two for two ways. Okay. As a man who is head of a household, and for single men as well, because every man that may be listening may not be head of a household and things of that nature. It may just be them. They may be in the single state. So my question would be, what advice would you give to men and my and my ladies? I ain't forgot about y'all. What advice would you give to them when it comes to surrendering to God, especially with finances? Because I know as men, stability is a really big thing for men. So how would what advice would you give to men? who are head of household Mm -hmm. and who are in their single singleness, what advice would you give to them when it comes to surrendering God in every aspect of their lives, but especially financially? Um, I got a few, I got a few answers for that. That's a great question. Um, one, do not listen to culture. Do not listen to culture. And what I mean by that is this, Culture keeps us stuck. Mm. Culture keeps us stuck to the point where we're not open to what God needs us to do. So what I mean by that is this. If God is telling you to do something, do not overwork yourself. The Lord rested, so you should rest as well. Definitely get you some rest. Trust him. In every aspect, as well as this, um, one of the the greatest things I was ever told was by my big brother, David. He said, in order for you to, um, for someone, a wife, if this is for married men or anybody that's in a relationship, in order for <clears throat> a woman to submit to you, you first have to submit to God. Mm-hmm. So if you submit to God... He can show you how to lead. Mm. If you don't have an example how to lead, God will show you how to lead. Are you always going to be correct? No. But it's about how he orders your steps. So if if you fall short on something like that, go back. Hey, my bad. My fault on that. What can we do to correct this? So trust, uh, trust God on that. And as well as it doesn't make you soft. As well as this is another thing, culture thing. It doesn't make you soft for understanding who you are and your emotions. So understand yourself and your emotions. So if you ever get into any hardships, you know how to handle that. Where your your emotions are not bouncing off the walls. You don't know how to how to deal with certain situations. So definitely don't listen to culture. Culture keeps you stuck and confused, and culture builds generational curses. It continues the cycle of generational curses. Okay. Okay. 
So one last question before we wrap this up. How has surrendering to God's will changed your life? I'm going to say this. Um, going from being completely stressed out mm-hmm. and not understanding how to get out of certain situations and being able to be in that position now where I'm not stressed out and having that peace of mind is uh, the greatest thing God has ever given me. Once I, uh, I surrendered and gave everything to him. So to any man or any woman out there, if you're currently dealing with something that is terrorizing you in your sleep, when you wake up and it's constantly on repeat in your mind, give it to God. And it's, it's easier said than done. It's a process you go through. But once you fully release that and you have that peace of mind, this peace of mind that I have now is so addicting that I don't want to let it go mm. because of how I'm walking with God right now. It, do I walk perfect with him every day? No. But just being in the spirit of it and having faith in him and knowing what he can do and what he has done are examples of that. You don't want to let that go. So definitely walk with him. Give him a try. Give okay. him a try. Okay, okay. Because if you give him a try, he will supply. <laughs> and he will wipe every tear from ya. Oh, my I'm goodness. Bl- <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. But now for it, give him a try, man. Well, I just, I just think that this episode is just... I wanted to do a part two because I felt like it was important to do a part two. Um, and to definitely get someone else's feedback. Yeah. Um, and also someone else's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, outlook? Yes. Okay. Like their outlook on fear and how it has caused them to sabotage um, their lives. Um, I know for me, I just really just needed to take a break. You know, I took a year off. From everything that God needed me to do. Yeah. It was a much needed break because I was mentally, you know, just not in a really good space. And after I had my mental breakdown, I just I had to give everything up so that I could focus in on actually growing my relationship with God. Um, and so before I wrap this episode up, you guys, I want to give y'all three steps, and then babe is gonna give y'all a little bit of words of encouragement and words of wisdom but these are some steps that I followed when it came to me leaving my fear behind and surrendering to God's will the first step that worked for me and I know for a fact that these steps can work for you too because they have worked okay I just know that it's gonna work because things work out with God and that's all I can say about that Um, So the first step is going to be to ask God to reveal the root of your fear. What is the root of your fear? What is really causing your fear? How did that fear start? Um, Some of us, it started in childhood. Some of our parents instilled fear in us. 
And then number two is going to be surrendering. Oh, well, actually, you know what? Let me make that number three. Number two <laughs> is going to be allowing yourself to heal and forgive the person or situation that caused the fear to be installed. So whether that may be a parent, whether you went through a situation of maybe molestation, a fear of bullying, a, a fear of um, anything in your life that caused for fear to be installed on the inside of you. You need to allow yourself to heal from that. And then you need to forgive the individuals that may have taken part in, um, in that situation. And then number three is going to be surrendering. And I want y'all to understand this surrendering to God's will is not just you saying, God, I surrender. Surrendering is a mental choice. The drive and determination starts in the mind. You have to have the determination and drive to keep going even when things are happening around you, adversary is happening around you, you don't have money to pursue whatever God is telling you to do. You have to have it in your mind and you have to have it in your faith and know that God it will, will provide. I'm telling y'all, when I surrendered to him, I was getting money. My, I was getting money out of the blue. I was getting free equipment out of the blue because I had surrendered and I told God, yes, not just vocally, but I had really made it up in my mind that this is what I'm doing. I do not have a choice. I am tired of being in the position of feeling like I am stuck and not going anywhere with my life. Feeling like just miserable. You have to get that mental connection and make it a mental choice. I hope this episode was really impactful and I pray to God that it reaches the person that he needs it to reach. I know it was a little bit different than my other episodes. Next week we are back to my regular episodes. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, I really enjoyed your perspective of things. And I appreciate you for being transparent with what has happened with you and your in your process to surrendering to God. I know that you wanted to share something else. Um, so you can go on and share that now. Uh, two things. Um, one, uh, my first thing is to say this. Um, you have to switch your Fs up. You have to have more faith than fear. Mm-hmm. So... And it's all about perspective. So if you have a cup, if you have more of fear in a cup, <clears throat> and that's what you're drinking on, it's empty. There, there's nothing that can hydrate you from that cup or fill you from that cup. So fill it with faith. Because if you continue to walk in fear, you're going to keep getting the same results that you're, you're getting right now. So try try giving faith a, faith a chance. And see what happens. Be consistent with your faith and walk with faith and not by sight. Mm. Second thing, and my last thing is this. What I said about culture earlier. <laughs> culture is a failing system that is continu- that continuously creates generational curses because it's consistently changing, which causes inconsistency. One more time for the people in the back. Can y'all hear me? <laughs> say it one more time. Say it one more time. 
All right, culture is a failing system that is continue that continuously creates generational curses because it constantly changes, which causes inconsistency. Inconsistency. So, do what God needs you to do. Walk in your purpose. And continue to be in that bright light. And don't let nobody dim it. I love y'all. I love you guys. Um, Make sure you guys email me. Continue to send me emails at submissions at twisted20s.org. And make sure you guys check out my new blog. I actually have two new blogs. Um, Truth Behind uh, God is Calling You for More. Truth Behind God's Elevation. And my favorite one, okay, I know I got plenty on there, but my favorite one is Coming Into My Womanhood. It is a transparent blog, y'all. It's the best one that I have on there, in my opinion. I love them all, but that one is very dear to my heart. Um, Next week, I will be reading submissions um, probably in the beginning of my episode, and I will be giving feedback as well. Um, and so make sure you guys just email me those submissions at submissions at twisted20s.org. You can also contact me directly through the website and email submissions there if you guys uh, can't remember the email. But I love you guys. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for you guys. And I love you. Peace, love, and blessings. T. Louise.